Welcome, superstars, to another episode of Let's Chat Uni. We are here today with Shushweta and Adam, the President and Vice President of the University of Melbourne Optometry Student Society. Thank you both very much for joining us on the show today. Hello. Could you tell us a bit about yourselves, a little bit about your role in the Optometry Society and a little bit, a little bit about the club as well? Yeah, sure. Firstly, thanks for having us on the podcast. Um, so basically, my name is Sushweta and I'm the president of UMOS this year. So UMOS is the University of Melbourne Optometry Student Society. And we aim to organise a range of social and academic events to help um, new students assimilate into the course and also provide students the opportunity to interact with their different year levels. We also give them an opportunity to meet potential employers and connect with not only the wider optometry profession, but also the entire healthcare community, really. We are a faculty club, um, so we are very much about supporting students assimilating to the course, as Shoshua said, and really supporting their education, but also helping facilitate the social interactions and community feel um, within our club, but also uh, expanding to other optometry clubs around Australia uh, and to some extent um, other clubs in the university. So can you tell us a little bit more about the sort of program that UMOS includes? Mm-hmm. So basically, a um, majority of our members sign up in the, in the first year and we do hold a Big Brother, Big Sister mentoring program where we partner each first year student up with a second year student and they really just act as the main port of call for them. So if they have any questions, they can be asked to the second year student, but also they can reach out to UMOS as well if they wanted to as well. Um, the main reason of having a second year student there is to help them with their equipment purchases because optometry students do need to buy their equipment at the, in first year. So having someone who's gone through that process really helps I guess. Uh, Some of the other programs that we do have in terms of educational events I guess is the peer assisted learning so we do have final and penultimate students um, help reinforce I guess the lecture content through little case-based learning sessions. Um, We've also started a new thing such as the alumni sessions so basically we've gotten some older students who've graduated started working in optometry and just I guess navigating the sphere and learning how they dealt with different challenges and um, their own experiences as well. And we also just have other events with other optometry companies, whether they're contact lens companies or just other corporate optometry um, providers, just so the students are able to network with the profession, understand the different um, products available, especially before they graduate. I'll let Adam go into the social side of things as well. Yeah, but just a couple couple things just to touch on there. So with the Big Brother Big Sister program, while that is set up for first-year students with a second-year mentor, it is something that very much carries on throughout the course. I know as a fourth-year student, my my little sister from when I was in second year, she would still contact me occasionally with advice here and there and asking for a bit of help. So it is really about setting up some inter-year-level relationships and community, again, that community build, even with the peer-assisted learning sessions. So they were initially created last year during lockdowns because the final year students weren't really getting patients uh, because of, of all the lockdowns that come going to clinics. So to supplement that, they decided to to run these, these virtual cases. Uh, but we also have second year students who are facilitating some of those, those sessions for first year students. And so in some of those sessions, you have a fourth year, a third year and a second year student all working together to present something for first year students. And in the second year students, we'll have a fourth and third issues presenting second. So really it, it is important for us to try and bridge that gap between 
between the different year levels. And part of that as well extends to the, the social side of things. Um, we run a, a games night for first and second year students at the start of the year, uh, which was actually really important this year because the second year students didn't have much opportunity to interact with each other last year. Um, so we, we tried to, to do something there. Um, there were some other difficulties around that, but uh, what has been really promising to see has been how well the second year students have gotten along with each other and, and become friends considering what they experienced last year. And, and when we hear things like a whole group of them are going out for dinner and they're organizing their own games nights and, and, and doing all that, it's, it's really encouraging, I guess, for us to see how they have come into that community feel, um, which was something that we, a few years ago, were able to get almost straight away and they're a little bit behind. So it has been great to see there. Other social events would be things like just we have an amazing race, uh, which is set up like the amazing race, but of course we have to put puns in everything. Um, and so the amazing race would have everyone running around Melbourne from point A to point B, completing challenges, following the clues. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do that this year. So like last year, we've had to convert it to an online environment, but uh, we do try and, and have those events as well. Well, all these programs and events sound super engaging. Does um you must do any like cross cross collaboration events with other universities or other clubs at Uni Uni Yeah, so recently, especially this year, we started off a little initiative, I guess, called UMOS Perks. So that's where we collaborated with a lot of the um I guess cafes and other shops and stuff around the university just to support them after last year and everything that they've gone through with COVID and all the lockdowns and all that but also provide our members with some sort of discounts and incentives to go to these um, shops. And we did reach out to physio and nursing and they have actually, um, I guess, joined in with these discounts as well. And then even beyond the university, we recently had the National Optometry Student Conference, which Shoshoda and I were both part of uh, from the start of the year as the Optometry Student Society of Australia, which, which involved representatives from the student societies from all seven optometry universities across Australia. And we put together a two-day conference uh, for, for our students. So that was only a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, so there's been a lot of collaboration between universities uh, over this year as well. And just adding on, I think another event that is normally held, but obviously because of COVID and restrictions, it hasn't been able to go ahead. We normally do a couple of sporting events with uh, medicine and physio and nursing, whether that's soccer or um, netball. Unfortunately, because of lockdowns, that hasn't happened the last couple of years. I reckon those um, sporting events get pretty, pretty competitive at times. They do. You mentioned earlier, Shushweta, that there's sort of the opportunity for students that are part of the society to learn a bit about the partnerships and gain some sort of commercial knowledge about what's available out there in terms of um, different products and things like that. But what are the sort of main benefits for students to be involved with UMOS? Um, so the main benefits is um, we also do organise the lockers, I guess, for all the students. So with optometry, you have a whole range of equipment that you bring in to and fro school um, and uni. So I guess it is easier to have a locker where you can pop all your equipment in there and leave it for like overnight and that sort of stuff. And I guess another benefit of getting to know about the different products within optometry, whether it's the different types of contact lenses and that sort of stuff is, especially when you graduate, you understand which sort of contact lenses might be more suitable for a certain patient, whether they have um, dry eyes or um they require multifocal contact, you're more aware of the different sort of brands and how they have their own pros and cons, I guess, as well. 
and even from a professional point of view in terms of employability. So we will liaise with a lot of the, the big corporate change, but also some of the independents and we'll organise events where they will be able to talk and directly communicate with our students so that our students have an opportunity to exp- experience the I guess, communication from these different these different sides. We do get that as well through the department. There is, there is that uh, as well as that clinical placements will go to you know different spec savers and OPSM and independents. But we also do help provide those communication uh, sessions and facilitate that for our students. Adam, you talked about having like done science at Melbourne. So Shweta, you said that you come from another uni. Um, I was just going to ask sort of like what attracted you to study optometry in the first place and how it compares to like the sort of the other sort of like graduate health courses at Melbourne. So I did a biomed degree at Monash and I think within that course we did have a little bit of neurooptometry scattered through it and I also did an elective in that field as well and I think that's what sparked my interest. I also got my first pair of glasses when I started um, my undergrad course so just seeing um, that there was more to optometry I guess than just glasses and contacts and seeing the whole ocular health side of things whether it's anterior or posterior health was really interesting to me. Uh, you want the long story or the short story? <laughs> so uh, coming out of high school I, I did not know what I wanted to do. I, I, I loved science and I knew science was somewhere I wanted to go but I explored so many different options in my undergraduate degree. I did maths, engineering, chemistry, biology. I, I looked at so a little bit of psychology, uh, creep, writing, Spanish. You know, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, w- I was very going in any direction. Uh, but one thing that I was always just fascinated by was neuroscience. And I had a, a curiosity about vision and how pers- visual perception and worked and, and how that all related into neuroscience. Uh, so I, I did my neuroscience major and, it, and in the first semester, our principles of neuroscience, uh, we had two lectures on visual neuroscience, which was presented by an optometrist in the Department of Anatomy and Physiology. And I really enjoyed those lectures. So I decided to take the elective in second semester of visual neuroscience, which was presented by that same optometrist, uh, but also a few other optometrists and and researchers within the Department of Optometry and Vision Science. The subject was not clinical. It was very much visual science. Uh, that's what the, the subject was. Uh, but it really did allow me to communicate with optometrists and see things a lot more deeper when it came to visual neuroscience, which was something that I was so fascinated by anyway. Um, at the start of that final year, I remember saying to someone, I do not want to be an optometrist. but when I got to that, that subject, that was my favorite subject in my whole undergraduate degree. It wasn't my best one, but it was definitely my favorite. And from there, I decided, you know, I want to I go down to optometry. And I actually missed the first round of deadlines. It was that late that I decided, but I was able to get in on, on second round. But, um, the experience that I've had over the last few years, especially this year seeing patients, I think, I think that's one of the, the most important things in a healthcare profession is what your experience is when you're actually providing that care. Um, so, you know, both Jordan and Dan, you guys from this health science, so you, you probably know, have that, that feeling from, you know, physio and medicine, but, you know, that, that's one of the most important things for me now. If you're a student member of UMOS, what other things can the club help you with? Um, so apart from really networking with the other um, 
year levels, we do also help students who have any issues with staff, um, any feedback or any um, changes they want to make in the course. Um, we have taken on board any feedback they've had with specific staff members or with the program in itself. And we've been able to communicate that with um, not only the department, but also the faculty as well. There is some limitation there, given that the department have their reps that they have from each year level. So Sushweta and I were both year level reps in third year and second year, and Sushweta also in first year. Uh, and so there is some some small distinct, well, there is a bit of a distinction in, in responsibilities and roles. So uh, as year level reps, uh, the role is slightly different to us as UMOS reps. However, given how much Sushweta and I have been reps over the last few years, it's kind of the same for us. Uh, because we've had that that journey over the last few years. Just in terms of your journey, I sort of had a question about um, your sort of becoming part of UMOS in the first place and your experience of sort of helping to now lead the society as well. But sort of how did you discover UMOS in the first place when you started the course and what made you decide to join? Um, as well as I sort of wanted to ask if it's changed a lot over that time since you started in the society and, you know, whether it's changed a lot since you were in your first year. Mm-hmm. So I think when we first got exposed to UMOS, it would have been at our orientation when the president and vice president came and did a little introduction and we also had the welcome barbecue for all the first year students. Um, I think just for me, having not been a Melbourne Uni student, it was really nice to have that sort of community feel and understand how I can actually integrate into this course, um, not knowing many people in my year level itself. Um, And I think my journey throughout UMOS, it's having, as Adam said, being a student rep, we've slowly been more integrated into UMOS. And I think that integration is really key to being a part of UMOS. And I think if we can further push that integration, because I think there there are some parts that are lacking with that integration, but I think if we can further like incorporate the student reps into decisions that UMOS makes, um, it'll help them transition into executive and general committee roles as well. And for me, that was one of the biggest things in third year, uh, as as third year rep last year, there was a lot more engagement with the committee and that we, that we were feeling. I, I think from from the president, the vice president, and the team up there, and we were able to see how much work they were doing and all the good that, that they were doing to help support our students and us being somewhat in, involved with that. Uh, so that was quite encouraging for me as a third year student to then want to be part of the committee and, and be part of that next step uh, for the next the next group of students as well. And I guess another thing to note is with UMOS, majority of the executive and general committee are all final year students. So they really do rely on the student reps to get that communication from each of the year levels. I love clubs and societies because it's a great way to make friends and to enjoy the life of the university has to offer. Um, and that's usually been my favourite experience of any club I've joined. Um, I'm just curious, what's your favourite experience or memory with your time on UMOS? My favourite memory was probably my first Amazing Race because just because it's such a unique event and um, it really involved you running around Melbourne trying to decipher different clues and that sort of stuff. So basically you're doing physical and mental challenges in order to win these um, optometry equipment or prizes, vouchers, that sort of stuff. And it was just such a unique event that I hadn't experienced in my undergrad. I think for me, it really started with the engagement that we had with the Big Brother Big Sister program um, back in first year. And back in first year, it wasn't 
Big Brother, Big Sister wasn't really under UMOS, but it became under UMOS when we were in second year. And so when I became a mentor, Big Brother, that was when it was first under UMOS. And for me, it was just the amount that goes into facilitating that communication and facilitating that community feel. And that, like, it's not a specific thing that was the best experience, but it was just that whole idea and seeing it come together and what it all meant. And all of that integrated was what I would say is the best experience for me as a student. What's it been like for both of you to be part of the executive committee now? Stressful. A lot of work. <laughs> um, we've had, I think, weekly meetings since the handover, which was like towards the end of last year. And even last night, we had a three-hour-long marathon meeting, which is not unique to you, Moss. But um, I think it really helps that we are all such a close-knit cohort and we are pretty good friends as well outside of the committee um but it is a lot of work <laughs> on that what one of the advantages of the course is that it is quite small so our cohort there's only 57 students and that's about uh, yeah three of the year levels are about that number the year level below us year 30 students there's, there's about 85 of them. but we are small so uh, it does make it easier to become friends and become more than just people in the same class. I know coming from the, the Bachelor of Science, where, um, you know, you're going into a lecture theatre with 500 people and you're sitting next to someone that you may not ever see for the rest of your time there. It's very different in optometry because it's essentially two high school classroom sites put together. And so you're always seeing each other. When you're in prax, you're always together. Um, you get to know each other really, really well. In the first year, we were split into two halves. So half of the cohort, we got to know really well. The other half was a little bit more tricky, but we were able to, to get there eventually when groups got mixed up. Uh, even in lectures, we would sit people from the other group. So coming through to the committee now, uh, we've had that experience of really knowing each other quite well for three years. Um, and not just knowing of each other, but really knowing each other. And that's definitely been an advantage in putting the committee together and working and working together as well. And I guess that also helps with event planning since we know roughly, I guess, what our cohort wants and we can extrapolate that with the help of the student reps as well to what the other cohorts want and, and need as well. That's so cool. I like how um, the optometry faculty and the optometry cohorts are nice, close-packed community that's like always working together. I think that's really, really nice to hear. Um, what would you? What advice would you give to anyone who's interested in being involved within the club? I think you get involved as early as you can because we're always looking for helpers, whether it's for the amazing race or whether it's to um, help us create a new social media post or anything like that. And especially with all of us being fourth year students, we have minimal time between all our placements, so it's, we always need help. So if anyone's keen, we're always happy to help them. And that's especially so with the peer assisted learning sessions because there's only so much that we can do as the committee. Uh, a lot of it then falls on other fourth-year students and third-year students and in some second-year students to help with those sessions. So the majority, like we have, I think we have about 22 mentors for that. And there are, I want to say five, no, there are four of us on the committee that are, that are, that are mentors in that session. The rest are all other students. And that is incredibly important for us because that's then demonstrating that 
it's not just you must do this. We're helping provide that platform and facilitate it, but it's uh, it's an opportunity for all students to get involved and get involved in that community. You've mentioned sort of the big brother, big sister program, the advantage of being involved in mentoring and also some of the stress and difficulty that comes with planning long meetings and things like that as part of the committee. But for someone who might be involved joining a committee, not just with UMOS, but with some of the other sort of graduate health courses at the uni, what would you say one can sort of gain from being involved or being a part of one of these committees in terms of like other sorts of life skills that you gain? I think it really helps with um, networking and just professionalism as well. Um, I know at the start of the year, we had to sit down with a lot of our sponsors and discuss what their needs were and what our needs were and just organizing their sponsor related events and that sort of stuff. So I really think it does help with professionalism and networking. And I guess um, it also does tie into that like lifelong learning as well, where you're learning about the different products and what um, each company, I guess, has to offer. I think just even organization. There are so many people that we have to communicate with outside of the university uh, just to make sure that you must run as well. And then you've got to put that all together and communicate with the students and then put that together and communicate back externally and then communicate with the staff and, yeah, and then communicate with each other. And you know, we've got heaps of events coming up. And we've got this alumni that we need to, to talk about for this session and you know, now we have to do things for the Optometry Student Society of Australia. You know, there's, there's just, you're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. And that is one of the most stressful things. But it also is important to be able to know how to organize yourself. And getting through that makes things a lot, I'm not going to say easier, but uh, more manageable. And those skills are things that you can then apply later on because on top of all that we still have to do our own coursework we still have to see our own patients and we have to keep up to date with all their assessments so um, being organized is incredibly important and that is one of the big skills that comes out of this and I think just adding on to that also teamwork um, we try to play especially in our committee we try to play to everyone's strengths like I'm horrible at replying to emails whereas Adam is very particular about replying to emails so just giving up and knowing what everyone's strengths are and working towards those is really helpful as well even in planning the, the ball, I mean, I am not the person for that. And uh, I went and did a venue checkout with one of my colleagues who was also not the person for that. So it was the two of us and we're looking at this venue and we're like, yeah, this will be great. All this is perfect. We send all the pictures, all the information and everyone else is like, no, you can't do this because of this and because of this and because of this. And we're like, yeah, we're out of our element here. But when it comes to other things, <laughs> then we can take over that. So, Not to um, mention, you also wanted to cut out the photographer at Ball. <laughs> that, that, we don't talk about that. That was a, a suggestion that was very... Had a lot of clapback from the rest of the committee. Yeah, they, they threatened to throw me into a lake. <laughs> uh, I, reckon it, I reckon joining the, um, the UMOS Club will be such um, great fun. Um, I think we've had a pretty remarkable conversation today, don't you think, Dan? Yeah, it's been it's been great to hear about both of your journeys and sort of to hear about what a sort of family it is really in the community that you've really built as part of the whole sort of course, not just one year level, but sort of amongst all of the different year levels of the course as well. It's been like lovely to hear about. I was just going to say, like, so Shredder alluded to it before, there's still a lot of work that we can do uh, and it's probably not work that we can do as our committee now, because we're about to to get to our AGM and elect the new committee, but it's it's work that UMOS can do uh, as well. We've 
we've tried to build on what happened last year and they've built on from the previous year and we're hoping to lay groundwork for next year's committee to take over and, and continue building that groundwork. Um, in terms of that whole community in, engagement interaction, it's not perfect. There's still a lot of work that, that we see that needs to be done to improve things here and there. Uh, and we're, we're just hoping that we've, we've done something this year that, that will help with that and that can continue to be helpful. Asusweta and Adam, thank you again for taking the time to talk to us today about the University of Melbourne Optometry Student Society. We hope you have enjoyed talking to us today. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was lovely reflecting back on everything as well. Thank you, listeners, for listening in today. And as always, keep being superstars.